0: Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised.
1: State-of-the-art Japanese animation.
0: And welcome back to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I am Amelia and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan.
1: Good day. Good day. Hello. I've been watching anime and reading manga like a motherfucker. I'm I'm here to announce I am officially a manga guy now.
0: Oh damn, he has to talk about which app to use for manga. So if anybody is listening, give Dan some recommendations for manga reading apps.
1: Yeah, I'm officially the guy that reads the manga now, so I can go. "Uh, The manga was better.
0: No, Uh, no. I already know what happened. No. Well, because I used to
1: in the negative space in my life, I used to uh, doom scroll Reddit and look at memes on Reddit. And I I don't know if anybody else is paying attention to this, but I I used that third-party app Apollo, and then Reddit went nuclear on all the third-party apps and and blocked them all, canceled them all. Um, So I got caught up in the, like, well, I'm just going to delete Reddit. I'm not going to use Reddit anymore. (laughs) Um, And so to fill the negative space in my life, I, I got subscriptions to Viz and to Shonen Jump. Um, and now I instead of scrolling Reddit, you know, on the bathroom or in the car or um,
0: the when corner. I wake up. Are you reading Reddit while you're driving?
1: On the bathroom? Mm, no. Well, like, don't you guys just sit in your car? No. Uh, only I feel if there's a great song that I'm listening. <laughs> I feel to
0: like, like I feel like podcast. this is a very
1: Baltimore thing to do. To like when you get home, it you is. just sit in your car for like twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, I, mean, I don't, I got, I, I'm a I do that, cow. I, I do that, do.
1: no, I, I pretty much every time I come home from something, I sit in the car minimum 10 minutes, sometimes up to like 45 minutes.
0: Okay, maybe this is like a Because um, This car is statement. the only
1: place you get powerful AC and powerful heat. No, but heat. women
0: are taught that if you are in your car someone is going to murder you. It does not matter. <laughs> so get at the fuck out of your car or someone will murder you. So it's I like think that's like ingrained in my on brain.
2: Shoulder. You park, you double park That way you can take off
1: if <laughs> anything happens. No, I'm, I, I, uh, well, I, I recognize what you say, Amelia, <laughs> and I respect that, but I have seen many, many women in my life sit in their car in front of their house.
0: And they will not be the final girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be the final girl right here. Cause I get out of my car.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to mention the, the, uh, conversation that you hear coming out of the car. When they have their Bluetooth
1: speaker, sure, on. sure. Oh, and man, everybody, everybody's sitting in the car. Well, I'm used <laughs> to thinking that we we sit in the car because the AC is good and because the heat is good, and mm. those are things we do not have in our apartments in in our houses in Baltimore. Nor do I really have them here at my apartment in Minneapolis. So, like when it's a brutal summer day i get home from the gym i'll just sit in that car and bask in my powerful ac for like 30 or 40 minutes but instead of scrolling reddit now i read manga
0: wait you don't have air conditioning
1: i mean not central ac oh like a
0: window unit situation
1: yeah no i don't have any window units i just got fans i got fans i got a couple fans
2: i I mean you are are, like you're you're like north you're far pretty far north and that kind of makes sense (coughs) yeah Yeah. but uh
0: that blows my mind
2: (laughs) this is the first place that i've lived with with central i think is it no second place i
0: was gonna say james's house i don't think had central
2: no i didn't no i had like a window unit
0: we had we had central on st paul
2: yeah yeah so uh did you get rid of twitter and download thread
1: too uh <laughs> No, I've never had a Twitter. I have a Twitter yeah, for my small right. business, but I forget to use it. I have mm. the, I have social media stuff for my little record mail order, but I, I feel like I never have the time to actually use it.
0: I think I will jump for joy the day you download TikTok.
1: Yeah, I thought you might jump for joy now that I've finished Mushoku Tensei.
0: Oh, you finished? Are you going to watch the third season that's airing? Because <laughs> the first two episodes are really good.
1: I, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait for it to finish up. Of course, but, of
0: course. Um, if you've already binged it, you might as well wait for the binge.
1: Yeah, I, I blew right through these first 24 episodes, and I'm, I'm ready. You know, the uh, Our next episode of this podcast is on the rise of Isekai. Mm-hmm. I've watched the most current, hyped, trendy, critically acclaimed Isekai. Now I need a recommendation for some... OG building blocks fundamentals of isekai. This is how isekai got big. I need somebody to tell me what to watch. Battle next.
2: Dunbine, Tomino, Tomino's other project that's not Gundam. It's,
1: that's uh, what I should be watching, Is or I've never even heard of those. Exactly.
0: I feel like also we got to watch some <laughs> real bad ones. That's why I gave everybody that list. <laughs> At least one episode. <laughs> Some real bad ones.
2: Sure. Yeah. We're gotta- battle done is it's just like Gundam, but isekai
0: Oh.
1: Oh, that's cool. I thought that was Escaflowne. That too. Yeah. Escaflowne <laughs> kicks ass. That's a good one.
0: So, before we get into today's main topic, Angel's Egg um we have a couple of patron questions from our platinum mad tier clubroom sub, 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 oh supporters. sub
1: subscribers supporters
0: i can't tell if we're supposed to call them supporters or subscribers i have no idea so my brain mixes the. we words. gotta
1: ask Christella to produce us on this one
0: yeah um okay so from knucklehead what hobbies do you guys have outside of the obvious? I know Dan has his record thing and it sounds like more work than a hobby. And I've <laughs> heard Amelia and Jeff mentioned some light gaming here and there, but any like unique hobbies or like general hobbies that we haven't mentioned before. And I would like to say before proceeding that as two Gemini's the enti- the entirety of my time outside of like regular work um is is also more work so like whatever (laughs) i can do to make more work i do so i try to make i don't know why i think it's like i think it's like a i want to say like a generational thing because i've we like of the time period that we grew up in but like maybe it's not but like anything that i can monetize i try to monetize so like um like podcasting obviously i did youtube for a while um i did it i had a youtube channel i don't post on it anymore because there's way i do way too many things um that i try to monetize but um yeah so i used to like collect anime figures for that um and then I really was like, oh, well, I need to make money off my art. I went to school for it. I need to like, get my money's worth out of my education. So then I started Lude Drip. I was like, I can draw whatever I want, put it on whatever I want, and mm-hmm. then get paid for that. But the only thing I think that I don't try to monetize is um, I do my own nails, which is kind of which, like everybody thinks is really crazy um, whenever I tell them that because. Uh, I guess like people go to school for being a nail tech and uh, you know all that kind of stuff so it is monetizable but that's like the one thing in my life I don't monetize Um, and I usually just like scroll TikTok for the newest hottest nail trends and then that's the thing that I do that week and I try to replicate it as best I can (laughs) so I do my own nails (laughs) it's really girly and something I don't monetize (laughs) not yet not yet
1: Well, the the art of monetizing every activity, I think there's a little bit of generation to that, but I really see that as a symptom of capitalism more than a, like, oh, this this is just, you know, what young people are prone to doing or, like, what younger generations are prone to doing. If they're prone to doing it, it's because capitalism has grinded us down so hard that we feel that we need... We need so much supplementary income because our jobs don't pay enough to survive comfortably in the the modern capitalist hellscape that we're in. And it's, it's so, you know, capitalism has so twisted our worldview that, you know, anything like every everything we do needs to be ascribed some kind of monetary value because that's the only way we can process its worth yep and i I think that's true. Really in my brain
0: neat. that is it,
1: <laughs> yeah and i to me i I think that's and and you know, I, I to me that's that's quite sad I, I think modern society is in a really sad state for and this is one of the symptoms of of um yeah the things that I don't like about the world that we live in hmm. um and I really wish that it it wasn't that way when I think of my sense of utopia it's that we free ourselves from the need and the desire to uh, modify everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, that we move on to doing things not because there's profit to be made, but because there's satisfaction and accomplishment and emotional well-being to be gained. You know, mm-hmm. to be earned.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, companies are raising their prices on purpose, not because of inflation, but just simply because because they, they see can. yeah an opportunity yeah uh, like Gas is rising, but eggs are going up, or like whatever it may be. But also, they're just raising prices because they can. Yeah, yeah. let's
0: talk about eggs on brand
2: for
0: this. <laughs> 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 the eggs that I like are I, on sale this week, and they are $6.29. Yo, range. what the fuck? Ooh, I can't wait to eat my eggs. They make me feel so great. And I like them because they are very free-range and organic and whatever. And you can look at the farm that the chickens (laughs) hang out on. At
1: $6 per carton of egg, maybe it's easier to just invest in some chickens.
0: (laughs) That's what literally... Oh, I've been watching. Steven has been (laughs) uh, turning me on to this. It's called Extreme Cheapskates. It's like a TLC show that's on YouTube, most of it. And this woman gets like six chickens because of how expensive eggs got. This is back sure. in 2014 too. And I just thought the entire time, I was like, I feel so bad for these chickens. They're going to get the most minimal amount of food ever. She lives in a fancy, rich neighborhood where I don't think you're even allowed to have like farm life, farm farm animals. And she had goats too because goat, milk is expensive. She's like, I'll just get some goats. And I'm like, oh my God, these poor animals are going to be like slumming it because she's so cheap she's not gonna feed him enough food no and i was like i understand where you're coming from ma'am but i don't know go to aldi this <laughs> <laughs> is cheap at Aldi.
1: <laughs> now well I, I i talked on this podcast before about the chicken that randomly moved into my backyard right Yes. yes and that that uh that inspired some newfound interest in chickens in me my bandmate and his wife just got some chickens i think that's really cool the ch- chickens are so fun I, I didn't i didn't appropriately appreciate them before i had a chicken randomly in my backyard and i, I felt the joy of coming outside and tossing it some mushrooms and going hey chicken and that chicken looking at me and moving its head all weird and walking around all funky all the time i'm like oh very cool i like you
0: but what hobby do you do
1: oh yeah hobbies (laughs) well i I do feel like punk and anime yeah really soak up the vast majority of space in my life and right it's uh i do think it's funny that uh, Mr. Mr. Knucklehead notes that the record stuff sounds more like work to me than a hobby. In some <laughs> ways, that's true. Mm. Uh, in other ways, is not true. I mean, I, I and I've, I've I mean I've always maintained or I've maintained for a long time that like if you really want to love something purely, don't get involved with it behind the scenes. Uh, because certainly, my relationship to punk has become so complex and so um, nuanced because I've spent so much time operating at a high level and seeing all the moving pieces behind the curtain. You know, I've, I release records, distribute records, book shows, book tours, drive bands on tour, play in a lot of bands. I've traveled all over the planet Earth doing this kind of stuff. I've met bajillions of people in the game and it's, you know, of course I I love punk obviously, nobody would do the things I do if you didn't fucking love it Uh, but also, I hate it almost as much (laughs) it absolutely, like, puts I want to put my head through a wall on pretty much a weekly basis from some new bullshit that's pissing me off and it's, you know, you only hate something so much because you love it so much more but, you know, if you really want to just have that pure (laughs) love don't (laughs) Don't get involved in that.
0: Haru's doing something crazy in the
2: background. <laughs> Nami's attacking Haru.
0: <laughs> Dan, I feel like um, traveling is your hobby, though. You do a lot of traveling. Yeah,
1: I do a lot of traveling. Uh, if anything, if, if there was something that was more a hobby, I would say, yeah, food.
0: I'm,
1: I'm oh. a low-key, low basic foodie. foodie. Yeah, um, I'm,
0: I'm waiting for your foodie Instagram to pop up. So <laughs> I can follow your barbecue road trips.
1: Eric wouldn't let me do it.
0: Ugh.
1: Eric would Eric would slap that phone out of it's my against, hand. Yeah. Against policy, Is it it's against, against policy. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's it's better. Eric and I have talked about this. We we have decided it's categorically better that we don't do stuff like that because it's so much easier to get people to open up. Like, when we go to these barbecue restaurants, we, we're a lot of times we're talking to the pitmasters, we're talking to the owners, we're talking to yes. random people um, around in, in the restaurant. And it's so much easier to get these people to open up and talk to us and be candid with us and spin these interesting yarns and, and really teach us things because we're not putting them, quote, on the record. You know, we're not... Filming. We're not documenting. We're not going to repeat what they say necessarily. Mm. We're just you as we tell dye your hair blonde, and yeah. then you'll be okay. <laughs> well, hey everybody, I'm Guy
2: Fieri, and we're rolling out looking for America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and dives.
1: And we're yeah, we, shirts. Yeah, we we just tell you know when people ask, we just told people we're two hungry dudes. <laughs> you yeah, know, we're hungry. That's why they're oh why why are you why are you in Valdeville of Arkansas getting pies from this grandma out of her kitchen. We're hungry, man. That's why. Yeah. Two hungry dudes <laughs> podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
2: just just <laughs> just bring your, your phone out. You know, record them. Don't have to say anything. Yeah, no permission. And no no permission needed. You just do it. Yeah. Well, how yeah. about you, Jeff? Oh, uh, I don't know if Dan
1: was finished. Dan, you finished? <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say if if I had another hobby, it would be the gym. I don't. Maybe that qualifies. Gym as is a not hobby. a hobby a lifestyle
0: it is i do it go to the, yeah i do
1: go to the gym five days a week though
0: for, i don't think gym's a hobby it's for you it's for your mm. fit it's for your health
1: it's for a lot of things so yeah uh
2: i was gonna say working out no i was kidding um <laughs> but uh <laughs> no I, I think cooking's become sort of a hobby mm. in the last i don't know four or five years um Used to do the music thing. I've I've slowly moved out of making music as a hobby, um, not uh, not intentionally, just uh, lack of desire, mm. inspiration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I need like a new setting, like a new place, a new something. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: maybe this is me saying I need to move out of Baltimore. I don't know, mm. um, or out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what else I haven't you know I haven't made art in a long time like visual art but that used to be my go-to hobby Mm -hmm. um yeah gaming here and there it's funny because like you know you get home from work and the time that you were allowed to you know cook maybe work out
0: it's not enough time yeah
2: you know yeah And then you know you got you got to go to bed, or you or you just get like four hours of sleep, which is unhealthy.
0: I can't. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, I I used to be able to. I actually got another. Actually, I got another distinct hobby uh, as I'm thinking about this beyond being a casual foodie. I'm also legit into TV, and beyond just watching anime, I watch a Mm. lot of TV, and I talk about it and think about it. You know. Uh, whether it's the trendy hyped game of thrones or you know like going back watching oz the sopranos trying to understand how television has has taken the track that it has and has Mm. um, become a more elevated art form than it was you know 50 years ago um Yeah, I would say that I am definitely a TV guy. In in a similar way, some people are movie people. I don't really watch movies at all. I I watch just a movie
0: person.
2: Yeah, I would probably watch a lot more movies if I wasn't watching anime. It's like a, uh, well, kind of a trade off, Mm. you know, give and take. Yeah, exactly.
0: When you get tired of anime, you watch a movie
2: Mm -hmm. i need i need something real yeah real
0: honestly kind of the same (laughs) (laughs) um i love reality tv but i also really love horror movies so those Mm. would be the two things that i watch besides anime
2: yeah i've i've you ever watched below deck no yes is that a actually i have it's a reality tv series where they it takes place on a yacht right and you follow the lives of the yachties, the okay. uh, the deckhands and the the uh, stewardess, okay. the stew's. Yeah, it's 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 great. I it, up until a point, and then it becomes very repetitive mm-hmm. and sort of like this feels a little do. too structured.
0: <laughs> yes, as they do.
2: I, I got about four seasons in um, on through Peacock uh, streaming service. I was like, oh, I'm going to cancel Peacock, and I just kept watching this fucking reality TV show. <laughs> And I don't feel good about myself, but I do feel good about myself, because these people are fucking awful. Uh, it's like watching White um, White Lotus, the uh, HBO series, mm, mm. but in real life, yeah. Drama. The drama. Yeah, I, ac- no I dies, actually though. have
1: seen a few episodes in <laughs> passing, Jeff. I agree. You have? Okay. Yeah. Mm. And Hannah, Hannah and I watched it together at a bar, randomly. Hmm. Interesting. It can be addictive. Yeah, it's entertaining, for sure. And I've... I, I I know I've told you guys this before, but you know, I was on a sailboat with a bunch of people filming like a reality TV style thing. Um Wait, what? Yeah, when I that was my my <laughs> first internship with the US State Department. They put me on a boat for a month with a bunch of Israeli and Palestinian teenagers and told me to film them reality TV style. Whoa.
0: What? Do you, yeah. no. <laughs> do you have any film experience?
1: No. Do you have any
0: like what? That seems. Yeah, I never
1: told you guys about that.
0: No, no. literally oh, never. Fuck. Literally okay. never. <laughs> a long... I don't believe
1: you now. <laughs> no, this really <laughs> happened. It was really I bizarre. Need, um,
0: I need the receipts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked for it. I I could try looking for it on the internet again.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it's not on YouTube, I don't think. Oh. Um, yeah this was uh i don't know should i tell this full story so
0: we don't have enough time to- <laughs> You're
1: all me- right i'll maybe i'll tell the story in the discord but anyway i was on a boat bonus content. i was on a boat for a month with three with a yeah with a bunch of with three palestinian three israeli teenagers a billionaire guy my boss and one deck or decky or whatever the term you were using Jeff one like hired hand that helped operate this sailboat we were all on and I was walking around with a video camera filming these people for a month Yeah. Hmm.
0: interesting
1: fascinating
0: Right. well thank you knucklehead he also said thanks for making my rides to and from work 100 times better hope you guys are having a good one no thank you cheers
1: thank you
0: Yes. We're just here for the Israeli TV shows. <laughs> okay, and our second question comes from FSM Radio. What tropes do you love and which tropes do you hate in anime? Like, what tropes do you miss and wish could come back, or what tropes do you wish would stop existing, etc.? This question could also extend to character archetypes.
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: Um, I hate the, uh, weak-willed girl that can't do anything for herself. That one I just don't like. I just really don't like it. Can you give an example or two? Um, like, um, I don't know, come back to me. I'll have to find out. I have to figure that out. Just like. Um, what was that? What was that one? There was one last season or two seasons ago. The angel next door spoils me rotten. Um, this girl, like, is so, it, at school. She's like this angel. Nobody wants to like touch her. She's like porcelain. Can't not that she can't do anything for herself, but like you know, she's like the epitome of like an innocent. Um, I don't know. How to how to describe her. But anyway, so, like, girls like that that are, like, that boys want to do everything for mm. because they look like they don't need help or, like, they look like they need help because they're weak and, you know, stuff mm. like that. I don't like that. I like mm-hmm. strong women. I like Kohaku from Dr. Stone. I would mm. much rather watch mm. Kohaku beat up a bunch of people than watch a girl not be able to open up a jar of pickles, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> About the self-insert character, the male protagonist.
0: Ugh. boring, boring men.
1: <laughs> yeah, boring men. If, if anything, I'm I'm I'm, I'm racking my brain a little bit. I, I feel like maybe I just don't watch that much tropey anime. Uh, I but I I do agree that like yeah I I don't. I I don't like the trope of the like blank slate totally blase useless male lead that mm-hmm. somehow has every woman in the vicinity interested in him despite not really like having any particular redeeming qualities or anything so attractive about him um but I don't know when when I come across that that it doesn't really like... I'm not, like, really hating on it, necessarily. I'm just, oh, okay, mm. whatever, you know. Mm. Um, uh,
0: there is a I, trope that, that I keep rolling my eyes at, and I'm like, oh, not this again, but I can't think of it.
1: Well, if, if there was a trope that I would get rid of, it's the, like, like weird, inappropriate horniness that is seen in, in somewhat more tropey anime. And maybe that's just because mm-hmm. Mushoko Tensei is, like, all about... This kind of like random horny insert and I kind of understand like it doesn't bother me per se and I kind of understand why it's thematically important in Mushoko Tensei but I wish anime as a whole would grow up a little bit and because I, I don't I don't find it Sword Art Online is another great example of uh, like the villain in season three that's like mm-hmm. sexually Attacking the main girl and like, yes. like, and, and I, I guess that's, that, yeah, and and maybe that's the trope that I, I want to get rid of even more. They kind of, that one. they kind of do that in Musoko Tensei for a hot second too, where they're like, oh, "I'm gonna rape you," Ugh. you know. But it's 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 never used very. Like I'm, I'm not saying that oh, we should just do away with sexual violence in anime or something. But I think there is a way to do it that adds atmosphere and mm-hmm. adds tension and and builds uh, antagonists. And there is a way to do it that's just like a really cheap and obvious like yes. shock tactic that doesn't really add anything. It's just like, oh, he's a bad guy and he's captured an attractive woman. So, of course, he should sexually attack her. And it's like, uh, you know.
0: Well, it's like you could have Berserk.
1: tasteless. It's tasteless. Yeah, Berserk Tastful. is very tasteful. Tasteful? Yeah, yeah. Or you could
0: have the yeah. first 30 seconds of Goblin Slayer. Not tasteful.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> like, if it's tasteful, it works with the narrative. You know? Yeah, yeah. If it's not, I yeah. just roll my eyes. Like,
2: you gotta, Cut. you gotta blame Ataru from Urusei Atsura. He's, he's the, he's the, the godfather of uh, edgy type <laughs> characters and you know harassing. Well, it's like, you know, um, if there's no consequence for their actions, then I have a problem with that too. Like yeah. it's like sure. it makes it okay, sure. it makes it, it normalizes it. Um, even if it's like a male fantasy, it's like all right, well you would never do this yeah. in yeah. real life.
0: Mm-hmm. If
2: you did, then there's consequences. But I
1: it. I, I actually think it's hot, Like, I understand the uh, angle of attraction with Ataru. Or, like, mm. I, I, I find him... I don't think of him as, like, the blah-blah random male lead that all the girls uh, float around. I think he... Yeah. I understand why all the girls float around him. Because he's actually, like... He can be charismatic and fun and energetic. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, like is living kind of a fun life like the the action is where Ataru is the party is where At- Ataru is and yeah i see how that can be attractive but I, but I think but
0: he also is only worried about other girls bodies
1: well yeah I'm, i mean i'm not saying that he's some like you know buddha saintly buddha like person (laughs) just saying that i understand why some of these girls chase after him
0: Mm. um i would love to do away with the um girl uh saying baka or doing things that sexually incite a man and then calling him an idiot or like Mm. doing everything that makes the boy think that she likes him. And then as soon as he makes an advance, she's like, "Ew, get away from me. Don't touch me. (sighs) I don't like that. Mm. Either
2: like playing hard to get.
0: Yeah. It's like not even hard to get. It's like, I'm not ever, I don't ever want you, but I'm going to flirt with you and make you think that I like you. And then mm. when you actually advance me, I'm going to get mad about it. Mm.
2: I got yeah. one more. Sure. Okay, go ahead. One, The one big one, since we're watching a lot of isekai, uh, the male protagonist being hit by a car oh. because they're trying to save a dog or a person and then they get hit by the car and they die or whatever. <laughs> yeah. we, we've, we've, we've seen it in, uh, you know, as back is back as early as um not for Shugi Yugi um um now I'm drawing a blank on it um Hunter x Hunter's pre- uh, previous creator's work um mm.
0: what the fuck Yu Yu Hakusho?
2: yeah oh. Jesus Christ that one mm. that one <laughs> 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 well, I know that one.
1: yeah well this is this is the truck-coon meme, truck-coon
0: right? you don't like truck truck-coon yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> mushoko tensei got some truck coon going on and that that yeah. at watching mushoko tensei i, I had that exact thought that like oh this is where truck coon meme comes from mm. shit like this
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: a million one ways to
2: die you don't need to die from a, a moving vehicle
0: it's like are like everybody in japan just like unaware of where the road is and how many cars are driving mm-hmm. on it
1: <laughs> and you know it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because even even in stuff that like think of orange i'm thinking of orange specifically mm-hmm. the the one of the main characters was planning to commit suicide by jumping out in front of a car mm-hmm. and it's like man they're they're really fixated on the idea of people getting hit by vehicles
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if it's not as, a car
0: it's a subway train and maybe,
1: I mean, could this be because they don't have guns to shoot each other with? Or, or like, get shot <laughs> that, with?
0: Honestly, yeah, probably. Because Pro- how else are you, like, could you imagine stabbing yourself to death?
1: Well, yeah, people hurt. do it all the time. They slip that their would hurt. wrists.
0: It's, the truck is, I assume, I guess, like, quicker and yeah. painful. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but it's a hell of a lot more traumatizing for the people driving it and it's a terrible mm.
0: terrible thing to do. They should do, do a series where
1: they follow the driver's
2: life after they kill the person. Oh my oh, god, fuck, I know. That's yeah. what I That'd think. Every one. single yeah. time.
0: The poor people that that like get caught up in in them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Mm. And enough. and well that this is also making me think that cuz I'm I'm used to thinking in reality what people in Japan do is they jump in front of the train. But maybe you're not allowed to show that on TV because it's too like encouraging. Mm-hmm. If you understand uh, what I mean. Oh yep. yeah.
0: Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amelia. I was trying to think if there was, people like I and there was an anime that I was watching recently where they jump off the roof. I don't think you really see people doing that very often. Is
2: it Garden of Sinners?
0: It's usually truckcoon, Um feel like it was
1: oh you know what i saw on friday i saw the new psychopaths movie oh. and it was out already. i saw it yeah i saw it in theaters there were two other people in there <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> and here's the, i i was really thrown by that because there were all sorts of like little goth alternative looking younger people uh in line to get movie tickets and i was like oh all these people come to Psychopass! hell yeah this shit gonna be popping off they weren't going to like they weren't in the psychopath screening where the fuck did they go what were they seeing i have no idea why would you see something else i don't even mission know impossible they were seeing mission impossible maybe i i don't even know what's in theaters <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, New Cycle Pass movie was really Barbie. good. If if you're if you're a fan of the franchise, and I, I think you I think you should watch it only if you're a fan of the franchise and you're relatively caught up with it, because they spend a meaningful amount of screen time on the season three characters that mm. um, I don't like as much. But if you're a fan of the franchise, it's it is worth every penny just to see the last ten minutes. Last ten minutes. Absolutely incredible. Elevates the movie from being solid to being really great. Huh. okay. I'll
2: have to check my listings, see if it's in Baltimore.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, second part to the question. Additionally, have you ever been to any international conventions or yeah. are there any international conventions that you have as a bucket list item?
1: I've been to uh, the Middle East Comic Con in Dubai That was cool. That was very cool. Uh, It was not meaningfully different than American conventions in a broad sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was a little bit less like panel. I mean, it was a little bit more like just a giant shopping mall with some celebrities more so than having panels and video rooms and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Uh, Or at least that was the impression I was under. I was just there for a day. It could be that I just didn't understand the schedule correctly. Um, But, yeah, it was very cool. And I was really impressed with all the uh, extremely rich Native Emiratis that were slinging these, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars costing, uh, you know, big anime statues and uh, big figurines. I took a lot of pictures and texted you guys these pictures at the time.
0: Yes, yes, he
1: did. Um, but yeah, uh, it was very cool.
0: Bucket list uh, international conventions? For me, no. None? Okay. Um What? <laughs>
1: Well, the, uh, I mean, do you guys, do you guys? Like yes, I
0: have some.
1: Oh, because, you know, when I, I guess when Why I think, that's so crazy? when I think of the convention, ex- maybe, maybe I'm, I'm filtering this through my own sense of what I want out of conventions. Cause when I think of the convention experience, I think of going to panels, but if all these panels aren't in English, they don't really do very much for me because I can't yes. understand what they're saying.
0: You are a very big paneler when you go to conventions. Yeah yeah um my two co- convention international convention bucket list um conventions are um i don't necessarily want to go to Con because i would like to go if i'm there and it's and it's available but like i don't really buy doujinshi all that much and I know it's like mostly about self-published titles. Mm. Um, I, f- I would want to go just to go um, but I would much rather go to OneFest which is um, the anime figure like twi- they do it twice a year it's either OneFest or WonderFest um, where they um, showcase new anime figures that are coming in oh, the cool. Like mm. season or year or whatever. I would love to go to that, and then the other one I would love to go to is World Cosplay Summit, mm. and that's held. That's like held all over the place. So like you, I could. It could come to the U.S. It could be in L.A. or something like that. But um, it's mostly international. I'm pretty sure they they hold, hold that.
1: Yeah, that sounds really. But cool. I would
0: love to go to that.
1: Yeah, I'd like to go to that too. That sounds yeah, really. Because that's
0: like um, the qualifiers for. Uh, world cosplay summit are across the u.s at conventions like the top rate the top the award winning mm-hmm. cosplays usually go to wonderfest or i'm sorry world cosplay summit so i would love to go to that because i'd be like the best of the best competing like could you imagine like seeing the best of the best cosplays competing oh, yeah. against each other like oh, i feel yeah. like that'd be cool. it would just be crazy
1: <laughs> mm. yeah next level yeah yeah, that sounds really cool. I didn't, I didn't totally understand there was a. I mean, it makes sense that there is a event like that. I just didn't mm. know about it. Mm. But I agree, that would be the one worth traveling for.
0: Yeah, would be cool. What about you, Jeff? Any bucket list international conventions?
2: I've never thought about it to be honest with you. Oh, Okay, okay. <laughs> I guess Comic cat would be the. Uh, you know, now that you mentioned it, it sounds like something that would be a bucket list
0: right event.
2: Yeah, even it just it, once. Yeah.
0: Standing on the sweaty train Standing in the hot summer line Getting into the convention Only being able to buy Like the shittiest of books Because everything else is bought up Because you'd waited in line for so long Like the whole anime situation
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Think of of Genshi (laughs) Ken.
0: Yeah exactly (laughs) Right Mm -hmm. But it's probably different now That was what 20 years ago
1: it's <laughs> well, well, probably still cool. Speaking of new figures, I saw that there's a uh a Thorfin figure coming out. Ooh. Ooh. Pumped. Already bought it on pre order.
0: Is it scale?
1: No, it's one of them Figma Figma
0: ones. Figma. Okay. okay. Oh my god, that reminds me I gotta pay for my um life size uh Pochita figure.
1: Oh hell yeah.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you, patrons, for your questions. If you would like to ask us a question, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com/slash otaku host club, and subscribe to that Platinum Mad tier, and you can ask us a question every other month. Fun. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> get to get to know all our different sides, both the
0: yeah. punk
1: and the anime sides.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, ask us some more personal questions. Like, what kind of underwear do we wear?
1: (laughs) How big's your dick, bro? (laughs) (laughs) What are you packing, baby? Uh, It's one inch bigger than yours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) However big yours is, one inch bigger than that. (laughs) Add two. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back for the review of Angel's Egg.
2: Cue the music, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, and we are back for Angel's Egg.
2: Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. Yay. Yay.
1: Ooh, yay. Done yay, by yay. the director of Dallas. Oy. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> Relating it back. Go listen to the OVA <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs>
1: that's what that's my new what? thing whenever uh, uh i'm trying to it's not my new thing i've, I've always wanted to make this my thing to like <laughs> reference like whenever i meet somebody, yet. whenever i meet somebody that's known for something try to to like greet them with w- and reference them being from something like way more obscure and not as nearly as cool <laughs> or interesting <laughs> like you meet mamara oshi and you're like oh you're the director of dallas very interesting Fake,
0: yeah. bro. <laughs> 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 nice horses.
2: Give me, me that look, like uh, we talk like, about, like like
1: you meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're like, oh, the bodybuilder, very cool, you know. And it's like, yeah, yeah but he's like known for fifty thousand other things that are way more <laughs> like mm-hmm. high level and and illustrious and and celebrity. But you're known for pumping iron. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, angel's eggs eggs egg the angel's egg oh my god <laughs> yes uh so this the, uh, so what uh, i kind of curious because i i don't remember why we were talking about this because
1: it was on you know, i would like it, to
0: know that as well it, it,
1: <laughs> je, the angel's egg was a jeff um a jeff idea on our list of episode ideas
0: okay perfect
2: all right thanks for reminding me cuz i i can't recall
0: and i <laughs> i was not there for the discussion it. and i was like what and we got the text. it was like, "Angels like this week," and I was like, "Okay, I well, will do my homework." Yeah,
1: we were trying to to get the right balance between each of our ideas from the okay, idea yeah. list. This was yes okay. on, on Jeff's uh, list on the idea list. He's it also up there. So on, why the fuck of... did you want to watch this, Jeff? <laughs> Well I w- <laughs>
2: Good question Great question I needed to rewatch it That's why
0: <laughs> I love that Exactly why we're doing the yeah. Isekai episode So that I could make the Unwatch Mushoku Tensei yeah. exactly. We're all here for everybody's um, uh, What's that called? Keikaku
2: Yep Yes Yep <laughs> I watched this like 10 years ago Maybe in 2013, 2012 uh, because I was getting back into anime and OVAs uh, were very plentiful uh, via torrent, right? So I was downloading downloading the movies and then doing gifs. And this is one of the ones I'd made gifs out of. There's a scene in this movie with uh, the flowing hair, right? Mm-hmm. That was a very popular gif. Um, but I, you know, other than that, it was simply because. Mamoru directed it, and it was like, "What the fuck is this? Why <laughs> haven't like Why is no one talking about this?" But it, but it had a resurgence, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a cult classic. Yes, in yes. terms of yes. anime movies from the '80s, specifically 1985, and it was a theatrical release. It's it's listed as an OVA,
0: okay,
2: uh, on Mao, but uh, I believe it had a theatrical release, um, and it flopped in Japan. Uh, mm. um, okay,
0: I could see and then that.
2: Yeah. Then they made then just then they made a movie out of it uh, with live action. Then they stole this, this company stole the rights to it. Mm. Ooh! And it's called In the Aftermath. Angels Never Sleep. So they just recontextualized the animation to fit the movie, this live action movie. Um, it, you know, it basically take all the um, void of any like intention from, like, the original the mm-hmm. original plot or, like, the original meaning, symbolism, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and they just, like, repurposed it. Um, Interesting. Bizarre. Yeah, it has, it has a weird backstory. Yeah. I can't imagine a live-action version of this.
2: Yeah, I think it was meant to be, like, the, the post-apocalyptic um, dream right. of the live-action. You know what I mean? Like, this is what happens... In, in our cerebral right. cortex, whatever right. it may be. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah,
2: and we also have a mono um, as the art director or as the artist who created the the art style, the characters, mm-hmm. um, and he's known for a lot of the Final Fantasy art, specifically like uh-huh. FF Seven. And like, I think he's, I think he's like yeah, I think he's known for all the yeah. character designs, yeah, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm pretty sure. When I was looking him up, it said the Final Fantasies. All of
2: them. <laughs> I was like,
0: okay. All right.
1: Every fantasy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, every every time this... he says
1: this is the last one, it's the final fantasy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this going into it, but um, when I was watching it, it kind of gave me Vampire Hunter D vibes. And yes. Then, yeah. And then I looked that up and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I was right on the fucking point. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yoshitaka Amato is... Um, He's he's in he's in uh, in demand mm. for sure. He even did this like three D animated Netflix series. Uh, it's like it was not extinction. Maybe it was extinction. I can't remember the name of it. I watched like three episodes. Total garbage. Mm.
0: Annihilation. No.
2: That, no, that's, that's a movie.
0: That's a that is something different. Never mind. Yeah, I, I take it back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's three it's D. It's all three D. But you can kind of see his his hand in the art. Mm. But it just does not cross... It doesn't translate well. His work doesn't translate because it's very illustrative. It's very line-heavy. It's elegant. elegant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, But don't... Yeah, don't go watch that. That's that's bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I assumed we were watching it, one, because of his cult status. Whenever Mm -hmm. you hear about uh, Angel's Egg, it's always like... I didn't even like i didn't even think that people watch this and i was talking about it today at work and this it's with a person that i don't talk to normally and they were like oh you do like anime and i was like yeah and um they they were like oh i just finished um something and i was like oh that's sick cowboy bebop they Hmm. just finished cowboy bebop i was like never seen it (laughs) except for the shitty <laughs> Netflix live action. And then I was like, have you seen... And I was like, thinking in my head, I was like, no way has this person seen Angel's Egg, but since I watched it, I'm going to shout it out. And I said, like, how about Angel's Egg? And they were like, oh, hell yeah. I uh, love that one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? what?
1: Yeah, and I Angel's Egg, I agree, is is very much a cult classic, but it, it sits in a kind of interesting space. in so far as... I think when when movie people talk about anime, they are really focusing on Akira and Ghost in, in the first Ghost in the Shell movie, mm-hmm. and maybe Studio Ghibli movies. Um, but my experience has been that when when like weirdo people talk about anime, a lot of times Angel's Egg will come up, yeah. or like people that are are not they're not necessarily interested in. Uh, yeah, they're definitely not anime, like, anime fans, and they're not even necessarily, like, movie fans, but just, like, people that are into, like, weird outsider, um media yeah i was gonna
0: say which is why steven knows about it <laughs> sure sure but and I'm,
1: I'm also i'm also thinking of one particular guy from from the world of punk here i was talking about anime with matt and ryan and he was like oh you know, i really like that that movie angel's egg yeah and i'm like mm. it's, it's kind of like uh yeah you know, the same way people get get attached to i don't know like like gives them out of every punk band ever and it's like oh because mm. it's so weird and so crazy wow Ooh. you know there's I thought it was like an element gism. of gism yeah gism gism whatever uh, yeah i would not I I even say mind um, but yeah, yeah people was, people get attached to the like the spectacle of it i think mm. yeah even
2: like um the live action black and white movie Tetsuo the
1: Iron Man I was literally yeah, just about to say yeah. If you
0: like Tetsuo the Iron Man Then you would like this movie Well
1: mm-hmm. I love Tetsuo the Iron Man I've seen it many many times And it's one of the few movies Few live action movies I own on DVD uh, But that did not make me like Angel's Egg anymore <laughs> <laughs> Not, that I, right, not so, that I disliked Angel's Egg But I was kind of like Yeah I'm, I'm dumb <laughs> it's not. I need. I need narrative spoon feeding. It's themes to me. I don't need. Uh, right. Like I. I can't suss it out on my own.
0: I thought for I thought that you might be able to make a lot out of it, that isn't given.
1: Mm, yeah, maybe if I thought more about it,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: maybe I've become intellectually lazy in some way you know because like Vinland Saga for sure is like I'm, I'm deep in season two right now and it's like oh it hits me over and over and I'm like ooh it's so smart it's so deep it's so meaningful wow but and I I think Angel's Egg probably has as much to say as Vinland Saga but because of its lack of narrative and character uh, it just kind of it, it's too dense like it. I, it I don't want to expend the mental energy to chip away at it to find what's what's inside the egg. Mm. Mm.
0: I think it's. M- this, oh, go ahead, Joe.
2: No, I was just going to say it's just a normal. This is what happens when you uh, you have an auteur make an anime that's not an anime series. It's not based off a manga. Mm-hmm. It's like a very much a personal art piece, mm-hmm. as much as like yeah, I don't know, like. Um, like a Satoshi Kon movie or um, a Miyazaki movie. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like Satoshi Kon's like short that he made right before he passed away. Mm. It's yeah, like that. Exactly. That to me is this. Mm-hmm, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different stylistically, but exactly the same like thought process. You know, I'm making something specifically for myself. Mm-hmm.
2: I think Hideaki Ono, he's also on this on this uh, project. Did, did layouts mm. um, a, but I think I'm going
1: to reference I mean, that if I ever get a chance to meet him I'll say oh shit <laughs> you did the layouts the layout for, for Angel's for Egg Angels. Oh fuck you oh, yeah
2: and then when you think about like Evangelion did people with who have a problem with Evangelion I think would have a problem with this because it's it's very ambiguous it's mm-hmm. like well, what are you trying to say like the end there's no clarity to the end of the movie or, like, it's ambiguous. It's it, Yeah, It's just a ton of symbolism. There's a ton of heavy imagery that necessarily wouldn't... It kind of isolates or alienates the viewer, the typical viewer. Mm. Um, uh, so, with that said, it's like, what is the movie about, narratively? I think... We should talk about that.
0: It's um, what happened um, after everyone turned to Stone and Dr. Stone. <laughs> in the middle part and sure. then we pick up
2: <laughs> so okay so then the little girl is uh is what's his face it's um fucking uh what is his name the main character Sanku, Dr. Stone. It's yeah it's thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's a little girl lays an egg right in the beginning of the movie there's a, there's a there's two characters essentially mm-hmm. She wakes up and has an
0: egg I underneath have, her. I have named them Angel Girl and um, and uh, Bug Boy. <laughs>
1: bug, bug Boy. Boy.
0: Yeah, because he comes out of that mechanical bug-looking thing. Hmm. Ship bug bug ship.
1: He's carrying around an egg like, smasher the whole time. <laughs> yes the mallet <laughs> cross cross a cross shaped mallet I, wait I, and i want to uh, before we we go further i want to defend evangelion makes total sense I Okay, say, but there are very sense.
0: long long scenes that nothing is happening where there is no sound it's art. and it's it it's is art. art and i'm saying both of these <laughs> it things all are makes, art makes it, 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 it narratively it makes,
1: sense. <laughs> makes sense and it thematically is is you know evangel like cuz when you say that oh people that didn't like how confusing evangelion was are, are not going to like angels i'm like, like and i'm i'm thinking about how much i i just absolutely adore evangelion and how much time and energy <laughs> i've spent thinking about what it all means and how it all fits together yeah 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 uh and I don't know if I am not doing that with Angels Egg because I'm older versus like when I was really like spending lots of time mm. reading about Evangelion in college, uh, or if yeah, I guess I mean Evangelion just resonates with me more because it's got giant robots and Angels Egg doesn't. There's less <laughs> the Yeah, maybe it's too. a bad
2: comparison because it's like apples and oranges. You have a 24 episode plus tv series with movies and you know a whole um world built franchise built around it whereas this is more like a singular movie hour and 11 minutes you know what i mean like it's sort of a it's like dessert (laughs) (laughs) or i don't know it's like an appetizer for something that could be bigger Mm -hmm. anyway i'm sorry i interrupted you uh, no, it's it's. I mean, it, you could sum it up as essentially this girl walks around, right? She walks around with this egg. Yes. She's protecting the egg. Mm-hmm. There's a guy
0: trying to crack who that egg. There's <laughs> a
2: messiah, messiah kind of figure who's trying to crack the egg. Yeah, and and uh, potentially is uh, Noah, right? Well, it, uh, from from, but that's like up for interpretation. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, he he eventually cracks the egg, but it wasn't mm-hmm. his purpose from the jump to crack the egg. And so far as when he first encounters the girl, she has left she forgot the egg at the water fountain. And then he gets the egg and brings it back to her. And he could have cracked it at that juncture if he wanted to, but
0: did he did she forget it? I thought he stole it. I I thought she like left it out for a second for a second, like to drink some water. I
1: think she forgot it well, because she got scared and she ran away. Oh, oh, oh. And in in the rush, she forgot her egg, and the guy comes, picks up the egg, and gives it back to her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, 40 minutes later, he randomly decides, oh, now is egg-cracking time. I knew I was carrying this around with me for some reason. (laughs) Cracks that egg right open.
2: Yeah, so it's like, well, what is the purpose of the movie then, right? What is... Well it, is it simply to what is you know, it saying? A YouTube
1: explainer video told me that oh it's all gosh. about faith. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, yeah. Help. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Before we get in before we get into that, <laughs> nice lump.
2: Biscuit. What did you think it was? So when your first initial impression was like what the fuck just happened, right? What is Well,
1: I, th- I thought it was about uh, more about like identity and, and value structure. That like when because when he says that um, you know, the egg, you have to protect the egg, that the egg is, uh, you know, something that you have to hold close to you and hold dear to you, and you can't just let other people crack it, crack open into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl, he won't, the girl will not tell the guy what is in the egg and won't really entertain discussions about the egg in a meaningful way. And I, I thought the egg was like, Identity, value—you know your your mora- like morality or something mm. like that. That was my initial was- impression, but I was wrong. YouTube told me it's about faith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like about the ritual because there's a lot of a lot of like repetitiveness to her life hmm. and like. Um, like, living in the world that she's living in, it kind of seems like you have to stay grounded with those types of rituals to survive. So I was, like, thinking, oh, these are all of the things that she goes through to survive in this world, and um, the egg is part of it, and it's, it's the thing that drives her to continue living in a world where seemingly it doesn't look very fun. Yeah. Until you talked about Noah and the Ark and I was like, I checked out. I'm out of there. (laughs) I'm out of there! (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is about... Like, I've never... Even as hard as my mother has tried to get me (laughs) to be a spiritual and faithful person, I just cannot get into it. Don't know what it is.
2: Oh, that's
1: fair. My Mm. brain...
0: It's like a block. The wall goes right up. (laughs) Something else happens
1: yeah i think that's fair and there's certainly in in the landscape of human existence people are really judgy about spirituality Mm -hmm. you know and and not even not even like religious nut jobs but i'm i'm saying that if you don't have an interest in spirituality in a broad sense people i think that oh there's like something weirdly wrong with you huh I think that's not so common in the USA, but I think it's a lot more common in a lot of places in the world where they're kind of like, not as concerned necessarily with what religion you are, but that you have some kind of religion. And if you're not having any kind of religion, they're like, huh?
0: Like, what the fuck do you believe in? Yeah, like Mm. that's a more current thought, but like growing up at least until, you know, the 2000s People very much cared If, if you were religious Or what What denomination yeah, you were. At least in mm-hmm. At least where I grew up That where, was like You know There's a church every mile You know
1: Well yeah But a lot of, and, and that's I mean that's extra true In Baltimore Where we're, You know in, in our neighborhood There's uh, Especially Especially in, in my specific neighborhood Around Barclay House And 7-Eleven House There's multiple Churches every block But all that shit's a tax scam that's not about religion. <laughs> it's about tax <text> <laughs> Um But yeah, I also just don't really care about religion or, I mean, it's a cool hobby, but it's not really for me. And, and I, spirituality yeah. in general is like, yeah, I'm a lot more concerned with what I'm going to eat for breakfast than I am with big, mm. big questions like spirituality.
2: Yeah, I, I grew up going to church a young age like until i was in high school and i was like i don't want to go to church anymore and uh that created a lot of uh tension and um yeah not not good because my parents are very i don't say very religious but they just go to church mm-hmm. yeah. um it just provides them weekend. like
0: community i feel like
2: yes mm-hmm. you know especially uh you know within the african-american diaspora like Going to church is very important, mm-hmm. um, even if it's just like to your point, like you go because your community is going, mm-hmm. your family is mm-hmm. going. Um, so yeah, like that part was big in my life. And when I and then when I got old enough, I, <laughs> I was going to say I started listening to Crass um, <laughs> in high school. Sure, and uh, my religious religious uh, ideas changed quite a bit. Not because of the music, but it just just happened to be. Mm-hmm all happening mm-hmm. in at, in the same time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and my perspectives have changed um, at the time. But um, all I to say is Momoroshi was going through a religious crisis yes. when he made this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of makes sense when you think of it that way because he's getting pulled from Christian background, uh, Buddhist and Shinto religion, all kind of... He's questioning all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So he made this film as a as a result. He's getting all his emotions out yeah. in this film. Which I could argue probably does not happen anymore with Japanese anime. There's not as much. Like, there's Sunny Boy as a TV series, which is, I think, the closest thing... I've watched something like this where it's very surreal, it's yep. very
1: cerebral and sort of a dreamlike state. Oh, I would um, I would like, counter argue the rebuild of Evangelion movies are what were okay. what would be the the modern okay. equivalents of those.
0: Okay. I do think Sunny Boy eh? though, for sure. Hmm. Very equivalent. Yeah.
1: Um Kaiba. Kaiba as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Yep, yep, Interesting. yep. Even though Kaiba has a lot more
1: it's more grounded in sort of like a... Narrative. Yeah, narrative and yeah, Because, and uh, yeah, well, I mean, when when we think about this... Um, yeah, because as you say, Kaiba, much more like, this is a world that these characters are living in, and there's some elements of this world that make sense. And, I mean, the visuals are trippy, but... Um, yeah, to me, I... It, The big rebuild of Evangelion is... is Like Angel's Egg, because there's not necessarily much narrative and there's not really any character per se. The rebuild of Evangelion, yeah, has narrative and character, but certainly by the end of the fourth movie, it's just like images on a screen, you know, like Mm -hmm. things that give you emotion rather than things that build plot, build narrative, build character. It's just like uh, stuff... That is emotive. End of Evangelion movie is that way as well, where they mm. kind of abandon the sense of uh, story and just go straight for you know an art film style visuals that give you emotion and, and create an emotion they're trying to impart upon you. Mm. Um, and I, I think Angel's Egg, yeah, much. Closer to that, that this is supposed to be something that that is giving us emotion. But I don't know. Maybe that's not true, because it's it's all super metaphoric, right? Like they're talking about Noah, okay. then they're in an ark, and all the big fish is supposed to be about. Blind faith and how you keep trying to capture, you know, reality through faith, but all you do is wind up breaking all the windows and smashing up your city. And this is mm-hmm. how religion leads to bad things and wars and shit. Wow, thank you, Oshi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it also kind of reminded me of Fantasia.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: I was thinking the same thing I'm like
0: this is Fantasia But anime <laughs> Yeah
2: Yeah the first Like one of the first uh, Shorts In that Was the Sorcerer's Apprentice
0: Yeah Yeah Which
2: was really good it Scared you think the about shit the out, out of me water, When I was a kid <laughs> Yeah same And this, You think about the water Yeah Bringing out the buckets of water Yep Made me think maybe think parallels Of like the glasses The glass beaker Beakers that she was filling up Yeah And setting down The spiral staircase Yeah me, I mean, I don't know if that's simply, like, um, I mean, I guess you can make a lot of things with water, right? Yeah. Symbolic, like, baptisms and, uh, the, like, Bruce Lee, like, become water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be, be, you know, and flowing, whatever.
0: I want to know but. why she smashed the red container of liquid, because that seemed, like, delicious. That seemed like, I'd, heck yeah, I'd <laughs> drink that been having water this whole time and you're telling me there's red liquid in this beaker I don't,
2: yeah i don't remember that part oh it was red huh
0: yeah she was like yeah it was when she was in the um in the town like rummaging through all the things to get it food. was early
1: it was early yeah, it was very, yeah. early, very early it was early on yeah
0: I, it okay. stuck out to me because i watched it like many times <laughs> 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 just the first 15. You're falling asleep, yeah right? it was i was it was so like there the scenes without any sound were so eerie but like then mm-hmm. the music would come in and like or like you'd hear her footsteps and different types of like um surfaces and mm-hmm. stuff That like i would just it would, i would just drown in into slumber
1: mm-hmm. oh you know what else this uh, that angel's Like really made me think of techno wise
0: breakfast oh <laughs>
1: Uh, tech, technolize. <laughs> and I, I think Technolize also a, a kind of modern equivalent to Angel's Egg for being a little bit less about narrative and character and more about metaphor and, and imagery. Mm. And in the same way that Angel's Egg has these like big shots of space, you know, of kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. Technolize also, like first episode of, te- of Technolize it's like 10 minutes before anybody says anything it's just a guy walking down a giant stairway hmm yeah i watched the first episode
2: of that and uh i didn't get past it not because i didn't <laughs> like it but because i did i was like i need, I had, was checked out mentally sure, from yep. i think we had reviewed something prior to that and uh i wasn't in the right mindset for it but yeah i was i you're right it, just, it has this vibes mood ambiance yeah and we'll I, 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 love, I love i
1: love techno wise now i'm feeling mm. like why do i love all this stuff that's similar to angel's egg but <laughs> angel's egg <laughs> itself just didn't really do much for i me.
0: think i think i think the the thing that i keep hearing from you is that you've been with the series for a long time you've rewatched things over and over again mm. oh, i think well, that's true yeah and also being in the right mindset because there were times i tried to watch this where i was not in the right mindset and then as soon as you started progressing more into like the quote-unquote like plot or story or like whatever they were actually getting at i was like checked out at that point because everything prior to that was slow and like um just basic basically like soundscapes and stuff so Mm. Mm. getting into the plot i feel like is something that comes with re-watching it again and again you can it's like it it's like you know fully coolly the more you watch the more you understand about the things that are happening you know
1: yeah, yeah. The more
0: you can infer, you have a little bit more information. You know, shit, maybe, you maybe, I, yeah,
1: maybe I need to rewatch Angels Egg a couple more times over the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. get my head around it more. Because I, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm uh, uh, that's a really good point that you brought up, Amelia. I'm also wondering as we talk about revisiting the plot, is is Angels Egg just too sparse? Is there just too little to sink your teeth into, to, to, uh, be enjoyable. And I, I'm thinking about this in the way that, you know, Evangelion has a lot to sink your teeth into. It's just narratively complex and techno doesn't exactly have a lot to sink your teeth into, but it's got enough. You know, there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of parts where I'm wondering, like, how how this all functions on a practical level uh and I'm, I'm mentally wanting to fill in the gaps and i want to understand the world of techno wise but angel's egg i'm looking at this like why are there tanks why is that guy riding on a tank like where are the tanks going nothing about it makes any sense to me i'm not saying that it should uh i don't I realize I'm, I'm kind of ragging on it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with Angel's Egg. I think it's great. I think the problem is with me and, and what I want out of um, out of what I'm watching. Mm. I want it to make more sense, and Angel's Egg maybe is is too sparse and too distant from sense.
2: This is everything I want out of art and anime. Oh hell yeah, animation. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: was watching it. I was like, "This is Jeff." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is just yeah, encapsulates yeah encapsulates encapsulates my uh like my need for like expression mm. or like mm. to um yeah like everything you know and I, I studied animation for a couple of years at school and when I was researching and learning about different animators this is the kind of thing that I would try to replicate mm. um and There's a whole like film uh, genre, especially in the period of like 20s, 30s, 40s, specifically like German expressionism in German film, which is more like live action, but that really influenced a whole generation later visually, like Blade Runner or um, Alfred Hitchcock, like, you Mm -hmm. know, those sweeping shadows Mm -hmm. and (coughs) these long um, landscape uh, type mm. shots of contrast. Like, um, that's really impressed. That made an impression on me, um, in my teens. and like later on as an adult, but like there's something, um, you can- and it's not tangible. You know what I mean? It's intangible. It's something I can't necessarily express. Like so can we-, we can listen to a song for the first time, mm. And, um, you know, it like resonates with you and, Mm -hmm. you know, it it gives you the, the, the heebie-jeebies, heebie-feelies or butterflies. That's what I felt when I first watched this. Like Mm -hmm. I was able to watch it on a large projector and had the volume up really loud and was just immersed Mm -hmm. in it. Um, and yeah, like from the first shot, like one of the first shots is the eye Mm -hmm. rising, rising Mm -hmm. out of the water. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, I was like, oh, transcended,
0: um, (laughs) You rose yeah, off your his, bed. I did. I,
2: I, was, I was born again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe, it, you know, in hindsight, maybe it is some of the religious symbolism and sort of the, this idea that religion is such a, you know, depending on where you live and the culture that you, cultural uh, relationship um, that you're born in, you um, I like, guess part of your identity. Like, that that shapes you and molds you. Um, and then that's kind of, like, shattered. At least in my opinion with the egg, it's, like, hopeless. It's uh, this nihilism that comes with that. Mm. Especially when, mm. for me, when I, like, oh, well, maybe religion isn't. Like, maybe there is no God. And maybe there is no higher being. So, yeah, when that world's shattered, what do you have? Like, you have... Uh, I guess you could be he could be um, like Tom Cruise <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and worship the stars uh, and Scientology but you know maybe that's what I need to do maybe I'm Maybe I'm pagan. <laughs> I'm pagan.
0: <laughs> I think there's also a lot of symbolism in the fact that it was taken away from her. It wasn't her that cracked the egg. She didn't decide to crack the egg to find out what was inside. Mm. Um, he did it without her knowing. And I think that was mm. I think maybe that's the plot right there is, you know, like getting something taken away from you before you're ready. Mm. Maybe he felt like that. Um that some his religious beliefs were taken away from him um or something
1: well there's i can can
0: understand that
1: there's got to be meaning to how he changes the story of noah in the ark that because in the bible and granted
0: do you know uh, this or did you look it up
1: I looked it up. Okay, because I did not. <laughs> I don't know
0: anything about the fucking Bible. I don't know.
1: So, we, but yeah, yeah, I have a, I have the basic idea, you know, basic premise. Noah has builds an ark because God tells him he's going to flood the whole world. Noah gathers yes. two of each uh, animal. animal, and on the ark they survive. Yep. Uh, in the Bible, according to the YouTube video I watched. thank you, YouTube. <laughs> uh, in the Bible. Noah is waiting for a dove to return with uh, like an olive branch or a flower or something. And this would um, this would signify that it's safe to get off the ark and kind of return to land. That now there is land to return to. The waters have receded enough that there's plant life. Um, but in Angel's Egg, when the Egg cracker man is recounting this story. He says he, the ending of the story is not that the dove comes back. it's that the dove never returns and Noah and his wife are waiting and waiting in perpetuity forever and eventually they just forget what it is they're even waiting for. And they start to wonder, you know like what is what is reality? What are we waiting for? Like was there ever land to begin with? You know, what does it all mean? And they kind of lose lose touch with reality. And he says that he as well has lost touch with reality and doesn't know if he's dreaming or not. That's when the little girl brings him to the bird skeleton and says, this is the bird skeleton of your dreams. It was real. And the guy is like very uh, um, shocked by this turn of events. It was definitely, yeah,
0: they sit with him for like 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, afterwards, they yeah, they have that long, long shot where she is sleeping, and he's just sitting there, and then the fire goes out, and then she tur- turns over, but doesn't take the egg with her. And then he, uh, when she has his back to him, he gets up and takes the egg and cracks it open, and there's nothing inside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what does it all mean? I don't know. I didn't get that far in the YouTube video before we started this, so I couldn't tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and like try to find things that people have written mm. or wrote about it. Yeah. And it's like, but then you like, ask, They there's interviews with Momoroshi where he's like, well, it. it, it I don't even know what it means. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah. It's up to the viewer to decide what it means. Which is a sign of a great art, in my opinion. Mm.
0: I was reading this one um review of it or like yeah, you know, I was I just typed into Google what does angels egg like, mean though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get this article about this mm-hmm. man who um watched it whenever, then had a kid and watched it again and over and over and over and how he got something out of it every time that was different, you know. From every watch mm. and i think that's kind of the consensus it's like whatever whatever you're going through in your life mm. is, you can kind of relate it to certain aspects of, mm. of the film that's how i you feel know. about
1: Grey's anatomy <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 mm. uh, it's a different one never mind <laughs> I was
1: gonna
0: say, I was gonna say, wait, your lesbian show you love so much. But oh, the L word. That's the L word. I mean, the L word is pretty sick too.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen the uh, the new L word yet.
0: So. But yeah, so I f- I feel like it's one of those things that you just you get out of it something different every time you watch it, and it's one of those things where you watch at different intervals of your life, and mm. you know you could pick up on something else
2: yeah yeah for sure i think um yeah I'm trying to think of other examples of this um especially like in live action movies but um since we're an anime podcast, I'll try to stick with with anime mm-hmm. um, <laughs> i mean we've watched um uh we watched um we reviewed a series not long ago about angels.
0: Hibernate Renmai. Hibernate Renmai.
2: Hibernate Renmai. And I think that's a really good example. Yeah. Um, when I watched, when I was a teenager and when I watched recently in my 30s and it hit differently, but it still like resonated mm-hmm. with me. Um, had You know, uh, perhaps it does the same thing. Things like this and experimental, experiments
1: lane. Yeah well serial and that's the thing Serial Experiments Lane Technolize and Hibernate Renmai are all done by the same person that was how we wound up talking about all three of them in one episode was we were doing yep. a deep dive mm-hmm. on this director I wonder if that guy watched Angel's Egg and was like oh damn this is how it should <laughs> this be this shit <laughs> deep <laughs> damn yo this is deep man
0: this shit different yeah <laughs> I mean yeah Mm. I can see it. I mean
2: there is there is sort of an island theme or like a that sense of like you know, at the end of um Angel's Eggs, Angel's Egg, they <laughs> zoom out. Yeah. <laughs> it's plural. <laughs> um and they're stuck on looks like the the bow of the ship or like the bottom of the yeah. ship. Mm-hmm. And did they ever were they ever on land to begin with?
0: Yeah.
2: Same same with how Biden had been. Bleh. Yeah. Hybani yeah. yeah. Hi- Hi- Renmai. Yeah.
1: Hi- Hybene Renmai <laughs> also's yeah, physically disjointed from the real world. You know, it's it's just a weird weird island in a sea of nothingness. You know, like where where is this contextually? We'll never it's not explained. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're in heaven. Maybe we're in hell. Um,
0: Maybe they are the ark.
1: Oh, and Hi- Renmai, they're in uh what what's the word for this in between heaven and hell purgatory purgatory yeah they're in purgatory <laughs> thank you
0: that one i do know
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> they also had a lot of water in that one as well mm. remember they mm. go on, in the in the very end she goes into the um thing that has like a moat around it yes she's got to work there yes forever. oh yeah yeah
1: Oh, this is true. Well, water gets really deep, so when you do deep shit like this, you need to have Oh, it has water. to be
0: water. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And
2: the little girl drowns. Well, as soon as she drowns, she goes into the, the... In Angel's Egg, she dives into the
1: abyss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and she... So she's like a child, but then her reflection is a grown-up, and this mirrors... They kiss,
0: a, and they kiss.
1: And they they kiss.
0: And they kiss. You know what? I saw that scene and I was like, Jeff probably gift this one.
1: <laughs>
0: this yeah. is a pretty iconic scene. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's it and it's similar to a, a to a scene in the Ghost in the Shell movie. I think like, oh, she just likes this symbolism. Yeah, the symbolism, this visual, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's like she shed her past self and moved on to the next plane
1: is that how it is interesting
0: that's how i that's how i felt you know she her her duty at that point to protect this egg was over and and there's not really like much to live for in that world so um the jumping off the cliff into the chasm was like like all suicide but also like having yourself reborn into a new task mm. that you know that you do
1: yeah she could have uh, I realized that there was no sign of truck coon to kill her off but she could have just jumped in front of a tank We've had the same mm. tank thing.
0: Mm, I'm not gonna lie I don't I don't know where the soldiers and the tank came from
1: yeah I, that, didn't, I that, didn't get it that either.
0: confused me um, I understand a lot of the symbolism with the two with the two people that the story centers around. Mm-hmm. But when when she was talking about the fish eye, and then the soldiers started marching, I was like, I'm confused.
1: Well, so the fish and and this is how the YouTube video explained it. The fish is a metaphor for blind faith, in the same way that. Uh, Jesus wanted his disciples to be fishermen, i.e. fishers of men. I want you to seek out uh, people that will be Christians. And so the fish are swimming around and the soldiers are all the religious people that have blind faith and they're trying to catch these the fish. Um, but in the process of trying to catch the fish they just destroy the whole fucking city because mm-hmm. the fish are just these like weird Shadows. shadow creatures yeah. that can't really be caught and, oh. and in this way this is uh a, a symbology of how you know faith is not something that can be proven through science through logic um and religion is not really, you know, the way that we conceive it is not something that can be proven through um, reason and, and logic and science and whatnot. So the more we try to catch it in these things and the more we try to push it through these different mechanisms, the more damage we do to the world around us. So for all the people out there that are like, you know, trying to catch the fish of of like christianity and be like no we you know christianity is the one true religion and the christian god is the one true god and if you don't believe in that then fuck you motherfucker you know you're wrong uh and we're gonna go on the crusades because it's the i don't know what when the crusades happened it's 1500s 1400s i don't even know um but it's the year whatever and we're going on the crusades to kill all the non-christians uh and yeah that didn't actually do anything to help christianity and didn't really do anything to make the world a better place it just destroyed the world around us over these people's blind faith and their their belief yeah. in something that couldn't be can't be proven anyway hmm yeah.
2: Yeah, I think about the uh, Christian uh, evangelists, you know, who went to Japan to change mm-hmm. their religion, mm-hmm. or at least to indoctrinate them. Uh, yeah, it still happens. Yeah. It happens with native people in in That's America. And it happens, you know.
1: I saw the Nation of Islam guys out at the street corner. Yeah, there. It really, is, yeah. it's, it's still, hmm. it still still happens in its own way. Hmm. But Amelia does not look sold on on this.
0: <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of religion stories, you know, the Crusades, whatever, all of it to me sounds like a fairy tale. Like, it doesn't seem like it Of oh, I mean,
1: the Crusades were real.
0: I know, but it doesn't to me. <laughs> like, my brain's trying to wrap yeah. my, like, head around, like, what, where, like, How? <laughs> Mm. Trying to put myself in the shoes of other people. Well, and it's, I, it's
1: uh, I mean, now we, I mean, it's it's the same thing people always been doing. I mean, we now we have wars over natural resources, but before natural resources were so limited relative to the demand, we just fought about religion instead. You know, it's mm-hmm. the same basic premise.
2: Yeah. History is only, you know, it's told through the eyes of the conquerors, the, the uh, yeah, the victors, yeah.
0: Yeah, is history mm. real? Are we in a simulation?
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm, good question. You know? Yeah. Like the matrix. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, I did see the same cat twice the other day. So.
0: Hmm.
2: Huh red flag mm-hmm. red flag <laughs> a white rabbit yeah. rather <laughs> i i have a question though okay does so does this like does the surreal art direction and like lack of clarity like these type of cult movies do they alienate the viewer the average viewer
0: i think so and if
2: it does is that bad or good
0: i think it's very much like what what you want to get out of it um per viewer but, like i don't think these things shouldn't be made i think they should absolutely be made but um i feel like if you are going into it making a film like this then you know your audience basically you know you know the type of person that you're trying to attract um and you know that you're not making it for the general public because this doesn't work for the general public, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that that's what makes art art, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, I also think that it is alienating, but I, I think that overall, that's a good thing. That people should make alienating yeah. art if they so choose. I don't think mm-hmm. that uh, that the artist. In a broad sense, needs to uh, kowtow to the audience, yeah, conform to expectation, or or, uh, placate the audience in any meaningful way. You should just do what you want to do and let people react as uh, they see fit.
0: Mm
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I do know that he Momoroshi
2: was hard. He was he wasn't able to find work (laughs) after this (laughs) as easily. Interesting. Uh, because of it <laughs> flopping and you think about like Your Say Asura um beautiful dreamer also is very surreal it's very cerebral mm-hmm. and i think it's like one of the most iconic films from the series but um what do you have what do you have you been able to get work shit was that pr- that was after I this i think it was after right?
1: i think it was after yeah
2: okay so, I wonder. If, yeah, I wonder if they were
1: like, "All right, we'll, we'll give you one yeah. more shot." Mm. Yeah, beautiful you know? dreamer. Don't fuck beautiful this up. Dreamer's yeah. fucking great. And I, I, as I mm-hmm. think about it now in this moment, uh, actually, that movie's fucking fantastic. It was really something special. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, now I just want to do retrospective of uh, retrospective mm-hmm. Oshi's oh, work. Yeah. Dallas. It'll be a six-episode yeah. long uh, year, so half a year. Yeah. Well,
0: put it on the list.
2: Dallas. The we're going to talk about Dallas and Beautiful Dreamer. Yeah, we're doing everything. We're going through the discography, is filmography,
1: all the Pat Labor, yeah. uh, all the. Ghost so when you, you say it like that, we've we've done a fair amount of Oshi's work on this
0: podcast. We do. We do hmm It's true. So I need um Chrisella to produce the Marmoro Oshi episode, yeah. but just with everything we've already understood right, about it.
1: Pull the key <laughs> moments from each of these previous episodes into one compilation Yeah,
0: yeah that'll and be our, I stitch it together.
1: That'll be our OVA.
2: <laughs> hmm. There's another um series out that I forgot to mention it has a similar vibes called the girl from the other side mm. uh they did an ova series on it by uh, studio wit produced mm. it. it came out last season or the yeah last season 2022 um and i cannot tell you what it's about even though i watched it okay uh because it's i don't know what the fuck's going on but the manga it made me really want to watch or read the manga um is and out, what app uh, after you using uh, to read? That? <laughs> <laughs> to read, I don't even know that it's uh, that it's oh, readable okay. on okay. the app format. <laughs> or yeah, but it was very visually stunning. Like, and I fell asleep a lot
0: because
2: mm. it was after work.
0: Mm.
2: Had, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I recommend it. I actually, recommend it for myself to rewatch it. <laughs> 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 After watching Angel's Egg for another, <laughs> once again. But, uh, it's indicative, like, of the 80s, you know, like, this type of film. Um, I don't know if you guys guys have watched Memories or Neo-Tokyo. Yes. Um, these anthology pieces where they're, you know, 15 minute long episodes, um, some directed by different, you know, each one directed by a different director, um, I mean, even Visions, Star Wars Visions, is similar in that vein.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but we just don't get this style of movie or anime as much as we used to. Um,
0: is Metropolis changed into that kind of thing?
1: Metropolis, yeah. the movie?
0: Uh-huh. Or am I off?
1: No, Metropolis isn't like that. No? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah It's very
2: visually uh, It's not a lot of dialogue It's like heavily visual Mm -hmm. In that sense Mm -hmm. But they're still like It's based off of Tezuko work Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah Not so much
0: Okay, Delete
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's from the mind The mind of Rintaro And he's another He did a lot of the uh, Harlock movies that we just talked Mm. about and, um, you know, uh, Galaxy Express. But he has, like, a very visual, visually um, distinct look. You know, his visual language is specific to, the, you know, as an altor, like, he uses a lot of the same visual language, you know? Mm. Um, and you kind of see that with Oshii, but not as much anymore. You know, I'm still waiting for that (laughs) Akira uh, adaptation. I don't don't think we're ever going to get it. But, like, his work, Akira, uh, or Katsuhiro Otomo's work, is another auteur. we talk about, like, classic, you know, anime a lot in this podcast. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's because it's the groundwork, Mm -hmm. right? It's at the groundwork Mm -hmm. for a lot of the shit that comes out Mm -hmm. now.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Phoenix is a yeah. When we think of a the the anthology, Phoenix would be a good one in that realm. I would love to tackle that. Yeah,
2: because I haven't dived in, into it. Oh, and much, isn't but like, isn't there yeah, supposed to be
1: Phoenix. a new feen- adaptation of one of the Phoenix stories? Yeah, I remember yeah, we yeah. talked about a uh, trailer for it, didn't we? On the Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Was gonna be an, I forget what chapter like what yeah
2: I don't rem- which one it was supposed to fill I don't remember
1: like, that much about it either at the moment it, maybe it's gonna be an Amazon thing well I'll watch it when it comes out assuming I hear about it mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much of modern life I miss out on by not being on social media I was hanging out with Matt yesterday and he was like oh did you hear yeah uh, Amanda did so and so no. I talked to her like every fucking day. She didn't say anything to me. Yeah. Oh, she posted about it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Gigs, be- gigs yeah. every night. Gigs every night this week. And it's like, I didn't hear about a single one of these. No idea. Why didn't anybody tell me? Because it's on the Just social media. Me. Just text because
0: me. Because people think that and when you post on the social medias, everybody knows everything.
1: It's true. It's true. That Matt, Matt said many times, "Oh, I forgot you're not you're not on Instagram. You didn't see that." That's right. I didn't. I have no fucking <laughs> idea. <laughs> I know you don't dark. know about all
0: the hard work I do for my um brand on TikTok. It's true. Or Instagram. I'm
1: I'm living I'm living in the 1700s over here. <laughs> no idea what's happening mm-hmm. beyond my front door.
0: I was trying to find um some newer anime that Mamoru Oshii has done and oh, I remembered he was doing one called Hikari no O. That was like this this last this what year are we?
1: 2023.
0: <laughs> um yeah, it aired in winter.
1: Hmm. Hmm. There was a new Mamoro Oshi anime airing this winter yeah. and nobody was talking about. It.
0: I wanted to. I just wanted to see if he had done anything. I haven't. I didn't realize that there was something that he did that I was trying to watch. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's about this. Um, uh civilization that kind of revolves around fire Hmm. and there's a huge train that goes everywhere and if you're not on the train it takes like um three months to get back to the same spot because it just goes in like a continuous loop around to like everything Mm -hmm. and there's like these like crazy creatures and um there's like a different like the the people are like they live differently toward, like, than we do. It's, like, I don't know. It's, like, very mm. surreal um, the way they live and, like, their um, standards of living and stuff like that. Um, the
1: Galaxy Express o o Oshi.
0: Shit, yeah, kind <laughs> of a little bit. Kind of. Um, but, yeah, I was wondering, like, if he had done anything that I could, like, in my brain equate to something or, like, to see from where he started and now, like, where he's going or mm. whatever. Mm. But it looks like I dropped it after
2: episode I kn- two. I know what you're talking about. I had this marked the watch. Yeah. And, but it looks like he didn't direct the first season. Maybe it's he's going to direct the second season.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I think he, like...
2: Yeah.
0: Write scr- the script. Is that it?
2: Maybe yeah, it could be, like, a um, showrunner or, like, a... Yeah, oh, like okay, a, okay. Like a conceptual mm. person.
0: Yeah, I just remember his tagline. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, a more, more Oshi show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow. This is- he
2: directed a loop on the third part six episode. <laughs> I don't know if that counts for anything. <laughs> was it was probably the
0: most <laughs> surreal episode <Yeah>. ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got his hands in a lot of different things from cyberpunk to loop in the third to Urusei Atsura to art films. He had a pretty mm. wide, uh, wide array of style.
2: The last thing I watched from him that he directed was the Skycrawlers.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: I don't know if you guys ever watched this, but it's just like a military style airplane battle movie.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Actually, you have it. I, th- I bought it on DVD. Um, I don't know if it holds up. That was in 2008. Uh, We should do an episode on that. (laughs) I'm down.
1: That could be a bonus. Uh, Mamoru Oshii, the director of Skycrawlers? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Skycrawlers? No. (laughs)
0: What the fuck is that? All right. Shall we? Yeah, get Our final. Final thoughts. Ooh, Wait, what does it? What does it mean <laughs> oh. that the egg was empty? <laughs> that all of her, all of her, um, hope is lost. Mm. And that's why she jumps off the cliff. She said, "I thought I was, I thought I was mothering a baby bird." But now you've cracked my egg, and there actually wasn't anything right. so in it at all. Right, so it's the
1: destruction of faith. She had faith yep. in that the egg was the bird. Yeah, and she
0: and she had so much faith that she was, she thought she heard the bird. Yeah,
1: exactly. She breathing. was kind of twisting reality to fit her faith, while the guy yep. was like, "No, no, look at look at this objectively. You know what you're saying doesn't just make crack sense. it, girl. Yeah. Then he looks <laughs> and sees that there's nothing." To her faith, that her faith isn't grounded in anything, and she can't take the loss of faith or the, the like, incongruity between her faith versus reality, and mm-hmm. yeah, then she becomes a woman hmm. Interesting
2: right. What did she become on how did you interpret her on the ship on the big eyeball when she was the only statue that was not uh, replicated. Like yeah, she stood yeah, out, yeah, obviously, because yeah. mm-hmm. she was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought she was like supposed to be the the Messiah, the Chosen One, the uh. person to bring about change, or whatever, or something that she was integral mm-hmm. to whatever whatever. Uh, she was integral to the world itself, mm. you know, because she was the only statue sitting on a throne
1: with her egg I thought it was interesting she put the egg up her shirt mm. uh, seems awkward to me like
0: well it's like um, a like a
1: play like the, the same way people do gag like oh just stuff it up your shirt and pretend you're pregnant you know. Mm. egg right up there
0: well it's um, a weird style when you have a lot of flowy clothes, the the heat bounces off the clothes, so this is true. Is yeah, incubator. Instead of sitting on it. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. Was
0: that your final? Uh, thought?
1: Yeah, my final my final <laughs> thought is uh, that I suppose I'll need to revisit this at some point in the future to uh, give my give myself the t- same. Uh, space and immersion that I have given myself with Evangelion and Technolize and Hibane Renmai and all these other uh, different shows that I love so much that are similar strains of deep. Um, but yeah, Angel's Egg, whole classic. I respect it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought... As much as I didn't it didn't resonate with me, I think it's something that you should absolutely watch to to know what what anime is capable of and for the um, the h- historical purposes that sounds too studious you know you need to, you need to see where we came from to understand where we can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-mm. I'll say that. Yeah.
0: But it holds... You have to be open. It holds a lot of significance, though, in, in like, the world of animation, I feel it. Like.
2: Yeah. Okay, so what I was going to say was that... Um, there you go. Got you back? Yep. Yeah. And I just lost it again. Damn it! No, <laughs> okay. uh, When the next time someone asks me, what would you introduce someone who doesn't like anime, but... <laughs> Needs to watch something that is not cliche or like not tropy, in Yeah, especially thinking about the question that was asked earlier. Mm-hmm. This is this is my new answer. <laughs> mm. It's Angel's mm. Egg, and they're gonna be like, "How do we watch it?" I'll be like, "You gotta fucking download you it. Gotta. No, I, like, <laughs> you go gotta go on YouTube find or the
0: VHS." Bitch,
2: <laughs> Yeah, you must find a VHS tape. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Fun fact: It was never licensed in America. That's why you can't find it. <laughs>
2: Oh, interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm.
0: You can watch it on YouTube, though.
2: Yeah, that works. Or anime. Yeah, it's just like... P.E. Oh, God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like that movie, Take the A-Train, that we watched in your old gallery. I was
0: going to bring that up, but I feel like I bring that up so often that I decided I wasn't going to bring it up. (laughs) because I don't know I don't know why some of the things that you have showed me have resonated so hard maybe because they're like the first times that I'm seeing things like that but they like things like that like really resonated with me. Like, for the longest mm-hmm. time, I couldn't fucking find out what the fuck Eden of the East was. And I was like, what was that anime that Jeff brought us over <laughs> oh, yeah. to watch the two episodes? <laughs> I was like, I couldn't find it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, because Rentaro directed it. <laughs> we were talking about Rentaro. <laughs> oh, he directed
0: Eden of the East? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, oh. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. Uh, take oh, the okay, X okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was really good. If you can find that, watch that. Mm.
2: and then report back to our Discord. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright guys, thanks for listening to us talk about Angel's Egg. To get past, present, and future episodes head on over to our website at otakuhostclub.com where you'll find links to our social media like Instagram, Twitter, and as well as our Discord server where you can chat with us in between episodes. And huge shouts out to our community members Knucklehead and FSM Radio for being Platinum Mad Club Room supporters and asking us questions for this episode. If you would like to ask us questions Every other month Then head on over to our Patreon Patreon.com Slash otakuhostclub One dollar gets you into our pre-show banter And any bonus episodes as well as Early access And all of the links for everything Will be in the description of the show notes Of wherever you're listening to this on And we'll see you again In two weeks for The Rise of Isekai
1: Mm -hmm. Until then, I will protect my egg and put up my shirt. Yes,
2: keep precious things inside you, or you will <laughs> yep, lose them. That's why people put drugs up their
0: butt. <laughs> 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 I can't go, I, on that note, on that note. <laughs>
2: goodbye.